Way too many first responders are struggling with their fitness, health, and body goals, but you're not alone in that fight. I'm Ted with Fit Responder and with 11 years experience in law enforcement, as well as being a fitness coach for over 15 years myself. I've created some free resources as well as one-to-one professional fitness coaching for first responders. So I want you to check us out, fitresponder.com, or look us up on Instagram at fit.responder. That's fit, period, responder. And let's see you there. Chat soon. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Hey there, welcome to the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I am your host, Lenny. I hope this podcast finds you well. The name of this podcast is Generational Warfare. We crack some jokes on Gen Z and Millennials, which I'm a Millennial, so I'm allowed to. You know how that works. I know the people that follow my page and listen to the podcast probably know what I'm all about. No, it's not personal or anything, but it's a good conversation. We crack some jokes. Um, the uh, guest on this podcast is a uh, legend in his own right, and um, he had some really good stuff to say. So good information, some different opinions than we normally have, but I think it's good to hear different stuff. One caveat I wanted to add to this before we get into the podcast is my guest is uh, Gen X. I know I've had some Gen Z folks on here, but we haven't had a conversation about generational stuff. So... Preferably somebody on my list already. If anybody I haven't gotten to, you hear this podcast, you're like, hey, I'm Gen Z and I'm all about Gen Z things. And I want to have a conversation about Gen Z things and how we see the world. Hit me up. We'll uh, try and get you on in the near future. But if you're Gen Z and you kind of agree with, you know, you don't get tied into the generational stuff and you don't really agree with your generation, that's not really what I'm looking for. So. With that said, let's play a little bit of music and we'll get right into the podcast, which the timing of uh, this song is pretty good based on a conversation later on the podcast. This is uh, my guy, Uncle Bird, and his cover of Nutshell by Alice in Chains, and we'll be right back with the podcast. And yet I find, yet I find repeating in my Can't be my own. I'd feel better dead. 
All right, now joining the podcast, a legend in PMPM lore, but I'm not a Blue Falcon, so I'm not going to tell you exactly who he is. But I have our good friend Dave on the podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. It's um, really early in the morning, at least early in the morning for me on a, a school day. What you time know, zone are you in? I'm in the Central. It's 8, man. Uh, that's, that's early for me. Oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm a night owl. I'd rather be up. But... It's, uh, I know you have a bunch of kids. Oh, yeah. Getting the kids out the door to the school bus is such a fucking train wreck, man. Every yeah. Single day. Yeah. Even How many you got? How many I kids got, you got? I got four. Okay. Yeah. I know you yeah, have I got quite th- a few. I know you yeah. have a gaggle. Yeah. I definitely have a gaggle. Um, and the oldest is away in college. So, yeah, she's not here to help. And yeah, it's it's a train wreck here too, man. Because we don't even, like the bus for my nine year old comes at like six in the morning, and I'm like, fuck that, I'm not making the kid get up at five thirty. So we drive him. So we got basically have three kids that we got to drive to three different schools because they're one's preschool, the other one's elementary, the other one's in middle. So yeah, it's a it's a whole operation to get everyone to school every day. I don't, I can't speak for you, but I, at least for me, I I can't complain that much because everybody gets on the same bus in my household. But it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. It's always a train wreck. Like, it, we can't get our shit together even at the end of the year. The beginning of the year is always is worse. But it, even at the end of the year, we're still like, oh, shit, I don't have my backpack. <laughs> Bro, you know every day you bring your backpack to school. I, I don't know, man. It's, uh, yeah. It gets old. But I will say, every once in a while, there's just this quiet morning. Where <laughs> he just gets on the bus, and there's no drama. Yeah, today was good. I didn't have to drag my three-year-old kicking and screaming out of bed. So he actually woke up happy today. That was nice. The so little it's going to be a good day. The little one's complicated because you got to deal with their bullshit. And the <laughs> older ones actually need stuff. And then I'm an idiot and I got a puppy. So I got to deal with a puppy, you know, doing whatever he's doing. So that's, yep. that's my morning. And uh, instead of drinking, I'm going to drink some Gatorade, which that's healthy for me. What the um, hell? You don't drink coffee? Uh, dude, I already had two cups of coffee, so <laughs> I probably slow it, take it down a notch. Uh, what, do you, what do you drink? Are you are you a coffee snob, or what, what do you drink for coffee? Nah, man, black coffee. I don't give a shit what it is. Dang, Folgers, huh? No, uh, I mean, hold on a second. Folgers is <laughs> that's that's a poor man's coffee right there. I mean, I'm just saying. You said you weren't a coffee snob. You drink anything? To me, that's okay. Uh, anything yeah. but Folgers. <laughs> All right, okay. all right. You, you do have standards, then. Okay, good. Very few standards. I won't. I'll drink bottom shelf liquor but i will not drink bottom shelf coffee but i don't need much above bottom shelf like to me a good shitty gas station coffee i'm good with that yeah i I, I can do that if i have to but you know i'd rather not but do you drink your coffee like a man since this episode i'm planning to name it generational warfare which it means whatever i say it's going to be it's going to turn into something completely different (laughs) right but do you drink your coffee like a man do you drink it black no, no. I uh, I load that shit up with cream and uh, about three or four Splenda. Yep. So it's not even a coffee. It's a fucking, fucking cup of milk. Come at me, man. It's it's fucking coffee to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've just never. I've always liked black coffee, man. I, I I really don't mind it at all. You know what? That's not fair. I haven't always liked coffee. I didn't get into coffee until I got on the road, and I didn't get into energy drinks until a little bit later on. And I'm trying to wean off the energy drinks, and that's. Probably the reason for the excessive coffee right now. Yeah. Uh, 
but I, I don't, I've, the energy drinks are good, but I've just kind of come to the determination that they're probably going to kill me sooner than, you know, okay, so what, they have zero calories, what the fuck else are in them, you know, like, yeah. what are you actually, oh, doing? dude, and it's, and now they're more mainstream, but dude, I remember when I first, when I first came on the road, I was on third shift, and back then, the only energy drink was Red Bull, and, uh, but there would be the, uh, you know, the shit they'd have in the gas stations behind the counter, like in the little packets, and this is before five-hour energy any of that shit and it would just be like literally like a, a like a packet of like maybe half a shot of fluid and i remember one night i was so fucking tired and i went in there and they had this thing called rave fuel no idea what's in it but i was like yeah what the hell i'll take it and i did i don't i mean i'm glad they didn't piss test me because I, I was my head was spinning i had tunnel vision like literal tenor, tunnel vision and uh <laughs> i might have been tripping i'm not sure Speaking of uh, generational warfare, I know a lot of the kids, the the younger meme pages, are making memes about taking like the Red Bulls and boner pills. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if that's actually a thing. Like, do we got guys going? Is that out a with thing? Red... I I think it is, man. I think they're going out there with their red rockets and fucking crushing crime. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, I wish I would have known about that when I was single. That that would have been great. <laughs> you know, I. I, I used to work at, I was actually telling my kids about when I used to work at a gas station. And now that you bring up five hour energy, I forgot about that shit. But that was kind of the way I got through those midnight shifts at this gas station. When I was like 19 or 20 years old is I'd fucking buy one of them and, you know, take, it was like a ritual at two in the morning. I'd fucking have a cosmic <laughs> brownie and a five hour energy so I could make it through the fucking shift. Man. I don't know if those are even a thing anymore. I haven't seen them around in a while. No, I haven't either, actually. Probably killed a bunch of people, to be honest. Yeah, probably. Well, I guess enough about coffee. Let's talk <laughs> about you a little bit, Dave. So how long have you been a cop for? Um, About 21, 21 years and change Um, now. I also did four years in the, uh, in the Air Force. Um, What what was your drive to get in law enforcement? Why do you want to be a cop? Um, you know, probably the same shit as everyone else when I was a kid, Um, you know. I'll tell you my favorite show, and this will date me, but I was in seventh grade, and uh, you may or may not, if anyone in the audience recognizes this show, it's called Sledgehammer. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it only made it one season, um, and it was the dumbest shit ever. It was about a, a like a, a wild, um, it was a comedy, obviously, uh, when I tell you what it's about. It was about this detective who was always getting into shit, you know, like he'd be firing bazookas at people. Um, and he, the big thing, the gimmick was he talked to his gun. He had like a, it was like a dirty Harry knockoff. He had a, a huge 357 with the extended barrel and, uh, and he would talk to it and like sleep with it and baby, like baby talk it. Um, it was hilarious. At least to a seventh grader. It was hilarious. It was called Sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah. Was the, was the Peter Gabriel song, the fucking intro song for it? I don't remember. I don't think so. I'm sure Peter, Peter Gabriel would want nothing to do with the show. Um, it was it was bad. But, um, that, yeah, I'm sure honest, you can find it on YouTube. Like, yeah, I might have to check that out. That's yeah. Like, it probably I haven't even looked for it. It's probably out there though. It was just like it was so corny and cheesy. But it was I mean again to a seventh grader, I thought that was the funniest shit ever. But that's not what made me want to be a cop. But that definitely was a uh, it was in the mix. It was a guiding light for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you know that's what I did in the Air Force. So I figured once I got out, I might as well do the same thing and make more money. You know. I mean. Did you make more? I guess you probably make a little. I don't even know. What do you make as an MP? I mean, I know back well, I mean, then. That, this was, uh, yeah, this was in the 90s. And uh, I think my I think my highest year as an E4 uh, was I was making like 1200 a month. 
That's you know, plus plus housing allowance. You know, I mean, there's there's perks, but yeah, the salary was not much back then. I guess since we're talking about salary, you've been on the job for you know 21 years. The salary when you started to the salary now, do you think at least where you're working in North Carolina, do you think it's um, it's better, like it's what it should be, or is it kind it's, of just kind of stayed with inflation? It's uh, it's it's gotten better. I will say that. Um, it's definitely better than it used to be. Um, and I'm certainly not complaining about, you know, I, like, and, and I'm a sergeant, so we make, you know, we make, we make good money, but it's definitely when you compare it to other cities of the same size, um, you know, we've obviously our, our pay plan, we've, our pay plan committee has done studies and we're consistently below average for other cities of our size and, and, you know, similar demographics and cost of living and all that shit. When they factor it all in, we're still not where we should be per se, but um, definitely better than it used to be. You know, we're a right to work state. So there's no unions. We have no collective bargaining. Basically, you know, you, you take what they give you and you like it. It's because uh, it's because you don't do it for the money, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, money's nice, but yeah, it's not everything. Yeah, it's not. And I think that's maybe something we need to uh, examine someday. I don't know if we'll do it this podcast, but I think there's kind of this, I'm a big, like, it's a calling guy. I believe that. And, you know, thankfully I'm in a position if I went back, you know, I somehow put myself in like an okay position where like, I don't need to go make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year or anything like that. But for a lot of people, you know, if you want to be a cop, you're looking at your friends and you're like, all right, I've got, you know, I'm a cop in this, you know, small agency. I make 35 grand a year. I'm barely paying my bills. My friends are fucking, you know, they're doing labor jobs and they're making 60, 70 a year and they've got, you know, big houses, big trucks. What the fuck? You know, I, I think that has to be a conversation that, you know, quote unquote, community leaders and politicians need to have is I, you get what you fucking pay for. Right. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, making this a profession, not just a, a job, but they don't want to pay us as professionals you know so what's going to end up happening and uh you know call me cynical but i think i think policing is going in the absolute wrong direction with regards to that because they're basically making it so that no one wants to stay for a career you know guys are you know we're, we're bleeding people right now or we can't hire enough to catch up with uh you know attrition and uh, i think a lot of that goes to pay and and you know not being backed up for shit and uh you know, it's turning to where they're going to have it be just guys doing four or five, six year tours and then getting out and doing something else. Cause why the hell would you stay? Yeah. And I mean, and I know it's different, different parts of the country, but I mean, you know, bigger cities, big metro areas, the housing prices kind of everywhere are fucking out of control. And I suppose it's probably a benefit of one of these, you know, rural agencies where maybe you can buy a house for, you know, 150 grand, a, a good house for 150 grand, but in a big place, big city, you, I mean, you're going to get a slum for 150 grand kind of, and you know, I, my dad, I, he's been a cop for over 40 years. I think he told me when he started in 79, they were making like nine bucks an hour or something crazy like that, which like when I was a security guard, I was making nine bucks an hour and that was, you know, 20 years ago. Granted, you know, things change and the cost, of everything's different. I think, you know, a gallon of gas and it's the, what the seventies was what 50 cents. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not that old man. I don't know those gas prices. <laughs> oh, come on, boomer. I was still a kid then. 
But I mean, it's just it is kind of interesting the uh, kind of the dynamics of all of it is you know people complain and bitch about you know our our cops need to be perfect and it, it's perfect. There's no like if you know and we're talking about the blue hairs on the internet, but there's no room for error, right? The, everybody wants perfect cops. Well, even if it's a, like a high paid profession, the human beings are gonna fuck up. Yeah, doctors. I mean, who gets more training and education than doctors? And they still fuck shit up all the time. You know, yeah. now that we're talking about no, one, it, no one's marching about doctors, though. Exactly. And I, I'm not shitting on doctors, no. all doctors, some doctors, but fucking doctors kill way more people than cops do. Nobody yeah. says shit about that. Like, what is it? Like yeah. some crazy number, like 50, 60,000 people a year. It's, it's a handful. <laughs> yeah. Well, more than it. It's a lot of handfuls. You know, so they're filling up the morgue and people are like, well, you know, and then they you tried, know, you know. <laughs> He tried. It's cool. I, I think I told a story on here where uh, my grandma, she went in for a, a surgery that she needed. They nicked her, fucked something up, and so she had to go back in for surgery. Well, she has to pay for both surgeries, even though they fucked up and caused the yeah, extra that injury. second one should be on the house, for sure. Yeah, right? Like, all right, we fucked this up. It's on the house. You know, and not to go too far off into outer space, but, you know, everybody knows healthcare is, like, out of fucking control super crazy costs but nobody's marching about that shit right no no oh hey you fucking you guys shot this dude with a gun that was threatening people let's fucking march oh the doctor fucking nicked somebody and killed him yeah fucking it's okay it's all right it's just an accident i it's i don't know it it blows my mind sometimes i'm not i'm not all doctors are bad though okay what would that be like adab or something not adab (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it doesn't have the same ring to it no it sure doesn't Oh, I should start making T-shirts. That would sell, <laughs> man. With everybody hates. I mean, honestly, people hate doctors. Doctors and lawyers, man. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, a lab. A lawyer yeah. for bad. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a fortune, Dave. Dude, I'm I, I'm pretty much your marketing guy now. I think. Yeah, I think you are, man. Anytime <laughs> I got something, I'm gonna run it by you. <laughs> so the the main thing I wanted to kind of hit in this podcast, and I probably should have told Dave what I wanted to talk about, but here we are. Uh, is some of the generational stuff. And that's how uh, me and Dave became snuggle buddies is over generational type stuff. What's over the last 21 years, you know, so you're Gen X and you've worked with boomers. I would assume you didn't work with like the, you know, what, what's the order? You have the greatest generation, the boomers. Yeah, those are, yeah, those are the World War II guys. So I would assume you never worked with any of those fellas. No, no. But so you have the boomers, you have your generation, you have millennials, and now you have Gen Z. Yeah, so I was a rookie in like 2001. So you got you figure there was guys probably who were just retiring then who were probably had come on in the early 70s. So Which is yeah. kind of crazy to think about the difference yeah. of policing in the 70s compared to like 1999, 2000. Oh my God, yeah. No, it's totally different. The stories they used to tell, it would <laughs> like we were like, what the fuck? You know, they would, they wouldn't even recognize it now, but, uh, yeah, no, I've definitely, I've, I've definitely worked with guys who are, you know, boomers. What to you out of the four generations of cops, and this is really subjective, but which generation do you think is better cops? Oh man. Really well, I mean, I'm biased, man. I'm biased. I got to go with Gen X because that's uh, that's my generation. I think I think we're our I think we're generation is, um, you know, we don't really bitch or complain too much outside of ourselves. We'll definitely bitch and complain to each other. But uh, 
you know, like, um, I don't know. It's that's a that's a hard question. I, I think the the younger guys. It's not that they're. I don't like to say anyone's a bad cop. I'm not going to say there's a whole generation of bad cops. Um, but the the these young guys, the Gen X, or not? I'm sorry, the uh, what is it? Gen Z? Is that the new one? Yeah. Yeah. Are they? I don't even know how old they are, but let's just call it the uh, the baby cops and then the uh, five years and under cops, the the millennials. They um, their mentality tends to be a little bit more. Um, Man, how do I put this without pissing off everybody? <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. It's a, you know, here's the thing: is I think it's okay to have like the discussions. You know? Yeah, and and I'm and I'm these are like huge generalizations. There's I know plenty of uh, brand new cops we have who are freaking just studs and they're awesome and uh, I love them. Um, and in fact, you know, in my position, I'm actually um, I work a lot with the with the PTOs. Um, they're called FTOs most places, but the training officers. Um, so I'm kind of. I, I kind of have my hands in that still. So I, I get a lot of exposure to the, the rookies as we get them. So I'm able to kind of see trends, you know, and uh, again, this is all anecdotal evidence. I don't have charts or graphs. So don't fucking crucify me, but just my own personal observations. Um, the, the newer generation, they're for sure way more sensitive. Um, they just, they don't respond well to that. Uh, you know, the kind of old school type cop, you know, of, of almost, you know, militaristic, you know, shut up rookie, you know, do what I say, just, you know, that kind of stuff. A lot of them don't respond too well to that. Um, you could sort of make the argument that there's a sense of entitlement to some of them. You, um, you, sorta, you could sort of <laughs> make the argument. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic here, man. Cause you know, I, I again, I don't want to paint everyone with that brush, but there's definitely, uh, generalizations that I think are, are uh, you know, they're there for a reason. You know what I mean? Um, like I've, we've had several rookies just in the last couple of years come through just my division alone where like, they're still living at home with mom. We had a couple of them where their mom called in sick for them. Um, <laughs> no joke. Like literally. Yeah. Fuck, um, man. Yeah, dude. And I mean, like, they don't think, think anything of it and they're not ashamed. I'm like, I'd literally kill myself if my mother called in sick for me, <laughs> you know, like just mom call in for the funeral too. Cause I'm fucking, I'm doing it. Like, hold on, there's no hold way. On. Hold on, Dave. Let me ask you a question though. I, I have my, I wait, I make my wife make my doctor's appointments. Is that okay? Cause I don't, I don't, that's okay. I don't know how to that, call the doctor. I don't know how that works. <laughs> that's okay. You're delegating. You're delegating. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. So that's different. All right. That's different. Totally different, man. Totally different. Yeah. I, here, here's kind of my thing in the direction I wanted to go with this conversation. I, I run a meme page, right? I crack some fucking jokes. And I think sometimes the generations don't either – some people don't understand my humor, which is fine. I mean we can't all – we. All, I, I get it. Like you're not – I might make something that's totally funny to me or make sense to me and might make some sense to like – and I hate to admit I'm a millennial, but I thought for a long time I was Gen X until I looked up the fucking the years and I was so fucking disappointed that I was millennial. <laughs> well, maybe you identify as Gen X. Exactly. Well, that's what we can all identify as anything. What you're, genera friend? you're generational fluid. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm because you called it fluid, I'm officially admitting I'm a millennial. Nice. But there was a there's obviously you can't paint everybody with a, a broad brush. One of my friends actually found a thing that I think she called it like what the hell was it? Like post X or something where we were like kinda on the bubble. But I found just just for the sake of this argument, so we're all kind of on the same page. I found you know some research company put the ages. They actually broke boomers down um, in different years. So you actually might have worked with boomers. So 
Maybe. Boomers, I don't know. Yeah, Boomers 1 were born 46 to 54. Boomers 2, 55 to 64. Oh, okay, then definitely. Um, Gen X, 65 to 80. Millennials, 81 to 96. And then uh, Gen Z is 97 to 2012. So, which, I mean, they're all kind of big age things. So I think I think each of those generations is probably a little bit different, you know, towards the beginning and the end of those. Yeah. Generations. Yeah. It's a scale. It's it not a, a, it is a scale. Know. And you know, some people, I think, I, I believe some people are fucking born in the wrong time period, you know, mm -hmm. that's a discussion for another day, but I, you know, so I make these, I crack these fucking jokes and it's pretty funny. Sometimes it doesn't matter who I make fun of. Like if I make fun of the boomers, you know, people get all upset. You know, if I make fun of the, the, the millennials, people get upset. If I make fun of Gen Z, people get upset. I got to be honest. Um, I don't know that I've actually ever made fun of Gen X. That's because there's nothing to make fun of except we're just uh, full of apathy. That's, I think that if you, if you had to make fun of us for one thing, I think our generation is just we're apathetic. Yeah, you know, I, like, and like I look at that like I'm low key. I, I don't get upset about much. I don't you know. I just kind of roll with shit. Um, some people could say, well, that's cause you're apathetic, you know, I yeah, don't think so, but yeah, I, I can know. see it, but I, I guess the point I wanted to make, you know, cause this was the best one, the best comment I got the other day on something. I, I think I was making fun of the Gen C and somebody commented like, you know, making fun of generations is so old and tired and, you know, it's just stupid. And I thought about that. I'm like, well, I know all these Gen Z's fucking crack on the boomers all the time. Right. So if you're going to fuck, it's a give and take, right? The other yeah. part of it, every fucking generation, I don't care what generation you're part of, has always thought the next generation is shit. Yep, that's true. Boomers that's true. thought you guys were shit. You guys think millennials are shit. We think that Gen Z is shit. It's a story <laughs> as old as time. Yeah. Don't be fucking offended of it. And if you're telling me to be the change, like we don't have to make fun of generations. Stop being a fucking bitch. It's okay. Like, that's the point I wanted to make sometimes is it's okay to fucking crack jokes on each other sometimes. Yeah. Everybody takes things so fucking personally. You know, if you want to yeah. throw some shit back at me, that's fine. That's I think that's the best way for that shit to work. And it's always da a little dangerous. The other part, too, is we'll get into this, is the internet, I think, is trying to change the way that we've communicated. I think. Because you can't tell, you know the inflection in my voice, yeah. or my intent. Um, like the yeah, meme, for sure. The meme that we became good friends over. Um, <laughs> I I got to be honest, man. I was going through and reading it, and I just laughed at your <laughs> comment again. I was like, that's so funny. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, and it's like I said it as a joke, too. Like, I wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, I knew you were, I knew it was a meme, obviously. It's like, I mean, to me, it was a, it was a fun interaction, you know? If some people get actually butthurt over the shit, then that's that's an issue they have, you know? Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, is is I think, honestly, if I was going to look at it with a, you know, a helicopter overhead view, I could see your point, right? Like, dude, shut the fuck up and go to therapy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up, go to therapy. Um, but then I could also see, you know, somebody on my side seeing that comment and be like, fuck you, buddy. I'm just... <laughs> And that's, I would say that's a thing with millennials is the, um, everybody has like the dark humor, but I think millennials have the inward dark humor, I guess. Like, I gotta be honest, some of the like, 
I just did a podcast about, you know, suicide awareness and stuff. So don't take this the wrong way, everybody. But some of those dark memes about suicide, I laugh the hardest at. <laughs> and I know that's not for everyone, but it, it's kind of like introspective, I guess. Like, it is kind of funny. Like, I've been through these dark times and I see a meme about it. I'm like, oh, shit, that's funny. That's not for everybody. But I don't think you can generate you can't necessarily judge somebody for that type of humor, you know? No, no. I, to me, I think the more inappropriate the humor is, the better. You know, I mean, like I laugh at fucked up shit sometimes, and even I'm like, oh man, I should probably should have laughed internally on that one. But the, uh, you know, that's just like on a call when people are mourning. Oh my god, yeah, that's that can be hard sometimes. It is, to... and <laughs> I guess that's probably worth talking about. Is I think people, uh, you know, you've been on for a long time. You've seen a lot of fucked up shit. You've been involved in some fucked up shit. Oh yeah. When cops laugh at shit it's not because they like quote unquote think it's like funny like it is a coping mechanism right like if you if you're laughing at it you're not fucking hitting the bottle over it you know what i mean yeah yeah you know if you're you're laughing about it you're not crying in your pillow but it's not like it's a conscious decision like i don't sit there and be like okay you know like at this you know triple homicide with a you know a dead baby and shit i'm not gonna sit there and be like you know what i'm gonna make a joke right now because uh otherwise i'm gonna go fucking drown my sorrows you know, it's not like that. It's just, and I'm not saying I would laugh at a dead baby for everyone. Yeah, please. I was going to say, but, that got real dark there, buddy. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just, you know, when you're around that shit, it's just, it's not that you don't care about it because you do. I, I mean, I, I've there's plenty of things I've seen that are really bad and, and did bother me, but I didn't like obsess over it for days and, and you know, take it home with me and you know let it affect my relationships or any of that and i don't know if that's just me or my generation or if i'm fucking <laughs> if there's something missing i don't know I, I just like i care i that, that kind of stuff bothers me but not for long i just i guess i tend to just bounce back pretty quick and so i don't know if i look at humor as the coping mechanism i think it's just maybe like a a side effect of uh, a mentality that can process shit and handle shit and not like uh, let it get me to a bad spot, I guess. Well, I don't know. I guess we're doing like real time psychoanalysis, psychoanalysis right now. So I'm not sure if I'm even making <laughs> no, sense. But. No, I think it makes a, a lot of sense. And you haven't heard this. And I mean, I haven't even heard it. I haven't edited it yet. But the last podcast that came out right before this, if everything goes like, I think it's going to go, we talked about kind of suicide awareness and stuff. And one of the points that I've made in the past, but I didn't make on that podcast, which I think is important, there are people that handle things well. And it always drives me nuts when somebody's handling something well and people be like, no, he's fucking bottling it up. He's full of shit. <laughs> no, yeah. dude, we are all, all fucking different. Like, yeah, we you might go to a call and be like, holy shit, this is fucked up. Um, and then I might go to a call and be like, eh, it's kind of fucking gory, but it's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, when no, you can ask my wife. I, I don't. I don't let stuff bother me. I mean, I've been involved in shootings. I've had, I've been on horrific scenes. I just, I don't let it bother me. As a dude that kind of can just handle things better than other people. And I'm asking your perspective is what's your kind of thoughts and opinions when you see people that don't handle things better? You know, honestly, I, it's, and I don't want to say I handle it better. Um, because I don't know how other people are handling it. You know, we, all we, all we know about each other is what we see and hear. You know, we don't know what's going on inside someone's head. So I don't even want to say like, um, 
better than someone or that I'm, you know, I, I cope better. I just, this is just me. This is just how I am. Um, so when I, you know, if I see someone who is struggling, um, my instinct is to, is to want to help and, and to, to, you know, Hey man, you need to talk, you, you know, is there anything I can do? Do you want to just talk about it? I'm, I'm a good listener, you know, like that's, I don't judge them for it. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing I would judge is, uh, you know, the people who want to be super public, like, you know, cry for help on fucking Facebook, you know, please, no, don't do that. Like, that's bullshit to me. That's like, you want attention. You know, like, if you truly need help with something, there are hotlines, there are people in your life, even if you're uh, some, uh, you know, shut in, there's still someone in your life you can probably talk to that would actually be able to help you. But on if you're just putting your stuff out there for the world to see, you're just making a spectacle of yourself and you're just, it's just sad. You so know, like, that, that I, I judge that. I don't judge the person. I judge the actions. Let me counter that. I don't necessarily um, disagree with what you're saying. Now I know all you Gen Z guys, you know, you yeah, I know for them, like the internet is their life. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. the way they look at it. Like, oh, what do you mean? Uh, I have to express myself. Well, I, and I actually meant to say all you Gen X guys. Um, I know you guys are like fucking, you know, Mr. Cool smoking your cigarette. You know, you don't really care about anything. I think some people, I, I agree with the, your statement about like making a spectacle of it. I would argue, though, that I think for some people, especially when they are like kind of at the end of their rope, they don't think like, oh, I'm putting my fucking life on Facebook, which I think that we'll talk about that in a second because that shit drives me nuts. But I don't think – I'm not speaking for everyone because I, I definitely think there may be some people that it is about attention. It's not necessarily maybe they even need help. It's about like I want to bring attention to my – me, like my thing. And um, yeah, fuck, I've probably been guilty of it. But the like the cry for help though sometimes I think some people are so like they don't know where to turn or what to do and they're so upset that they just fucking – they type something out they should have never typed out and they fucking hit send on it. And, you know, maybe that is the cry for help that actually gets them help. So I wouldn't, I, I don't want to pigeonhole that necessarily as like it to an extent. You're right. It's embarrassing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, yeah. When you put it like that, I wouldn't want someone to like die over it. Obviously. Um, if yeah. that's the only thing you can think of to do in the moment, then that's the only thing you can think of. But, but, but just know that once you get help, I'm going to make fun of you because you embarrassed yourself <laughs> you know like I, like like I, you know i have sympathy i just i just i don't want anyone to be in a bad place like that but if, if you are like there's better ways than just a mass post that everyone in the world sees and no one fucking understands except for maybe two people you know yes yep no i agree but hopefully those two people see it i you know and there was there was some controversy i don't know i hate bringing it up because it's kind of over and done with it not on my page on a different page where Somebody said something similar to what you said, but not as articulate. And people were like, what the fuck, dude? Like, if somebody's calling out for help, they're fucking calling out for help. Who's you? To, who are you the fucking judge, you know? Um, but I wanted to key on, in on a, a little bit of that, which, fuck, I just had a brain fart what I was going to say. Um, see, if I, I swear to God, this never happens when I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking. I just fucking go, and then if I, yeah. drink, I don't, you need you need the, uh, the mental lubricant. Yes, the lubricant. Always yes. the lubricant. Yeah, you know, I mean, and to be clear, like if it was someone I actually knew who was posting something like that, obviously I would want to help them. I, you know, the the first thing is getting them the help they need. 
The second thing is making fun of him for posting that shit. Yes. The the point I was actually going to make too that I, I made on the podcast, and I want to see if you agree with me too, is on the road, you know, we'll get these calls. We'll get these calls about a suicidal person, and it's, you know, they'll, it's, you know, something like that. Somebody posted on Facebook. It, hold on. You know what? I'm going to go on a tangent. If your buddy is posting something on Facebook and they need help, and you live in the same town, they probably want to see you more than they want to see the cops. I get yeah. that, you know, if there's like a true safety issue, like this guy has guns or knives or whatever. Okay, totally get it. Um, but if it's like your friend and they're like, man, I really need somebody to talk to. I'm going through all this shit. Do you think they'd rather have you come to the door or the cops come to the door? I'm just throwing that out there because that shit would always drive me nuts where like, I remember I went on a welfare check and it ended up being a death. And this chick had been dead in her apartment for like three weeks, right? It was mm. it was grody. And people are like, yeah, she hadn't posted in like three weeks. And so mm. we finally thought we, we should go check on her. And they lived like two blocks away. I'm like, you guys, three weeks and you fucking haven't seen your, you know, your, I think they were related even. You two blocks away. I mean, fucking come on, you know. Uh, shit like that kind of, like, I always found that shit really odd. Like, I know if. You know, if I lived in the same town as my friend, I'd be like, well, let's fucking go over there and check on him kind of thing. And then, all right, we got to do something. You know, if we can't get him to where he needs to go, then we'll call the cops. That's yeah. that's my no, rule. I, I 100% agree. 100%. I, I think sending the police to a suicidal person is um, more often than not the, <laughs> I don't want to say the worst thing, but like not the right move. Like they don't need us to come point guns at them um, because we're going to do what we have to do. You know, but then people get outraged and and shocked and uh, and litigious when the thing that we all know is probably going to happen happens. You know, you, you got a, a guy with a gun to his head, and then you call up cops. Well, there's a really good chance we're going to shoot him. Well, I mean, I would probably call the cops if he had a gun. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, but like, don't be surprised. Don't be, don't be surprised. Yeah, uh, don't be surprised. We all know that's going to happen. One where the guy had the knife and was chasing after the cops. Oh, I saw a video of that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that there was, was I think there was two of them within like it was like two years ago. Yeah, I think there was. Shit. Yeah, there was like two or three. I think there was three officers and two were like super close to the guy. Yeah, um, there was like two different calls. I think like within like two periods, like that were really similar. Is this the one that was like outside, like on the road? Yeah, and then there was one on yeah. the sidewalk where you literally see the body cam and the dude like has the knife raised at the guy, and people are marching. It's like. What do you want the cops to do at that point? Get stabbed? No, fuck your. I mean, I get it, your loved one, but like, can we like think logically about this shit for one fucking yeah. second? What did you think the outcome of that was going to be? Yeah. You know, it is kind of is what it is sometimes at that point. But kind of going back to that stuff, though, a lot of times for uh, my observation, um, suicides, it's totally out of the blue. Right. Like I, I'm in the, you know, suicide calls where it's like, yeah, nobody fucking expected this. Like we just saw him the other day. He was totally fine. A lot of times where it's like the people cry out for help kind of thing, get them on a bus, we take them to the hospital and that's the end of it kind of thing. Right. So yeah. it's kind of this, um, there was a point I was going to make with, with the silent part of it, but I, I think that's the thing with officers too, is, you know, I, I made the point in the last podcast, you know, be checking up your, on your buddies and all that good stuff. But Everybody has their different way, I guess, of expressing themselves. Um, I guess we should kind of pull out of the dark a little bit. I didn't intend to talk about <laughs> officer suicide. I know. I feel like I need to talk to somebody now. Yeah, I know. Me too. 
You want to talk about <laughs> it? All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast. I want to talk to you about my good buddies over at V Development Group. Not only do they have the great medical gear that I've talked to you about, they've got holsters, they've got belts, including the belt of Thor. You heard that right, Megan Yord, a belt designed for concealed carry. In addition to all this awesome gear, they've got awesome t-shirts and coffee. You heard it here first, folks. Coffee that every cop truly needs. That's my friends over at V Development Group, the educated end user's choice. You can find them at vdevgru.com. That's V-D-E-V-G-R-U.com. And I'll have a link in the podcast description. Now, back to the podcast. I guess what I would want to express, and I feel like a lot of people that listen to my podcast kind of get me and, you know, what my viewpoints are. And, like, if somebody's, like, giving you a hard time about, like, a generational thing, fucking give it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. Like, oh, my fucking – here's the other thing, too, that is, like, a thing. Um, Oh, man, my my boss yelled at me. Okay. Boss yelled at you. Dude, yeah, this, these new guys, you yell at them, and they, they want to go to talk to HR because it's a hostile work environment. It's, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, and, and I get, like, different learning styles, but that – let's have a fucking conversation about that. I totally get people learn differently. Totally – I'm on board with that. I'll raise my hand. But I think the learner needs to kind of understand that the way I was taught was different than the way they're going to be taught. And so maybe you as a learner, you could be like, have a conversation about it. Not like I'm going to go to fight an HR like, Hey dude, I get, I fucked up that call. I don't learn great like this, which I guess if somebody said that, I'd probably yell at them more. Um, yeah. We'll figure I, it out. I mean, <laughs> my take on that is that, you know, yeah, you're right. Everyone does have different learning styles and as a, a training officer or a supervisor or just a senior officer, I, I think you should try within, you know, your abilities to, try and meet them where they are or at least compromise to some degree however if that's not working you gotta try other stuff and sometimes someone really just needs a fucking kick in the ass or you to raise their voice you know i don't i don't think it's appropriate anymore to be like really berating somebody and calling them names and you know getting obviously getting physical with them that's that's a way over the line but sometimes if someone is not getting it when you've tried it the nice way 15 times, you know, <laughs> sometimes they just need to be shook. You know what I mean? Like you got to wake them up a little bit and be like, hey, this is like I'm making a fucking point here. Can you open your goddamn ears and let it in? You know, that kind of shit. And I wouldn't even say that, but just you get the point. Like sometimes you have to switch it up and rattle someone to get them to understand what the fuck it is you're trying to tell them. And they have to be, you know, they have to understand that you have to have enough self-awareness to know that if you're not getting something, maybe the way you learn is fucked up. You can't expect everything to be on the person teaching you or instructing you. It's a two-way street. You articulated that way better than I than I did. Um, really? I thought I sounded like a freaking moron, but. <laughs> no, I mean, you are a moron, but that sounded great. True. True. Uh, I, here's kind of like an example that happened yesterday, which is good timing. Uh, my kid had a football game, and uh, they his team's pretty good. And you know they they let him in on a play he wouldn't normally be on, and he fucked it up like he goat fucked it. And the coach yelled at him, and you know he's like the coach yelled at me. I was like, yeah, 
Okay. I was like, buddy, they have a kid on their team. The quarterback is fucking amazing. Like this kid is, I, and I don't know shit about football, let alone middle school football, but I could see this kid, you know, going somewhere. Right. Good player. I said, buddy, the coach yells at the best kid on the team. (laughs) What do you think he's going to do to you? Like (laughs) it's not personal. The coach yells at everyone. Right. That's, that's his job, man. He's, he wants you guys to fucking kick ass and take names, so he's going to fucking be up your ass because the next time you get that opportunity, you got yelled at. You're not going to fuck it up again. Yeah. And it kind of like I saw the like the light bulb go off in his head like, oh, it's not personal. And I think that's, you know, going back to the memes and stuff too. Like if you're like in a car with somebody and, you know, maybe you're not communicating well, don't always assume it's personal. Maybe that's just their teaching style or, or whatever. Like every everybody takes things so to heart. And well, yeah, and man, that's I, a great rule for life is just don't take shit personal. You know, a, whether it's a, a rude guy at the drive-through window buddy. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're Say being yeah. apathetic. You're being apathetic oh, again. Sorry, dang it. <laughs> you guys in your fucking Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all that shit. Soundgarden, don't forget them, dude. Okay, hold on. We, let's have a brief musical discussion. What do you think of the best grunge band was? Mm, the best? The best. I got to go with Alice in Chains, man. They're, they've always Fuck been my yes. favorite. That was going to be my answer, man. Yeah. I fucking love Alice in Chains. They Dude, I mean, there, I, I, I would argue that there is not a better, not just grunge, but rock slash, I mean, maybe metal, but like that, any kind of hard rock vocalist than Lane Staley. No, like, he's pretty fucking amazing man yeah he was a fucking amazing dude yeah don't do heroin kids the same yeah seriously which what do you think of the new alice in chains yeah, they're pretty good stuff? they're pretty good yeah I've, I've, i mean i didn't buy the album but i've downloaded a few songs yeah they're pretty good yeah I listened a, few, to, a couple catchy ones i don't remember which one i listened to but it, i want to say the album was red or something i was listening to it on long drive and i was like this is pretty fucking good man yeah because I think yeah. you automatically assume, you know, some of these older bands, these legacy bands, they put out a new record. You're like, ah, it's going to be shit. Like, Kiss puts out records. Do you think anybody's listening to those? I don't think so. I are no they still putting out records? I don't. I think they are. I don't know. Oh, God. That's I sad. They're putting out board games. I know that. Like, dude, they're like my dad's age. That's, yeah. No. Okay, boomer. <laughs> that's It's kind of sad. That's basically what Metallica's kind of turned into. Yeah, like, yeah. Kiss. I saw now, like, you can take, like, a, one of those online master classes with, uh, with Hetfield. It's like, dude, come on, man. You got enough. You don't need to pedal your, your master class. One but... more gold-plated pool, buddy. They just need <laughs> one more. All right. Yeah. Jesus. You know what else I've noticed about the, you know, I, I'll give you one more that I've noticed yeah, about right. the new generation. They don't seem to care about money that much. You think so? Like, I know so. Like, it's yeah trying to get off-duty jobs filled now is like like the off-duty pay rate has skyrocketed where we are and they still can't fill all these jobs because they they don't want to work them like these these new guys they just want to do their 40 hours and be done i literally had an officer on um on third shift i I work first shift she called me during the day and this was on a thursday right no no sorry it was friday morning and she's like hey sarge I, i had federal court this week so um, that puts me at like 44 hours for the week. So um, do I still need to come in tonight? And I'm like, well, <laughs> are you scheduled to work tonight? <laughs> and she's like, well, yeah, but, um, you know, I figured with my hours and, you know, that would put me way over. And I'm like, well, 
I mean, if we want to take a V day, all right, I'll check the lineup and see how many we got working. But, and then I checked and I'm like, yeah, there's only six with you working tonight. And that's already below minimum. So sorry, you got to be there. And she's like, well, that's going to put me at like 54 hours for the week. I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, what do you want me to like? And the way she was saying it, I'm like, I don't think she gets it. Like, it, like you're supposed to be here, you know, like, and not only that, what the fuck? It's overtime. Take it. I have but, a I have a thought on that. Not specifically with the overtime, but like not getting it. How many cops are you getting now, the young cops that are like right out of college? Um, I mean we get you know, we're a big agency, so we get a good we get a good mix, but um I mean definitely some, yeah. I think, at least in my opinion, I don't think kids are working high school jobs as much as they used to. And I think I mean I know a handful of cops coppers even when i was leaving they were starting they were fucking they never had a job they, we've had a couple punched in yeah never i, I can think of a couple job. we've had yeah yeah they've never had a job and so i think on top of being a cop they they don't understand the workforce either and, and kind of as, as strange as that sounds i hope that makes sense but i i mean just a lack of knowing how the real world works which is scary to me because they don't know how to punch the clock, but they're going to go out there and, you know, figure out people's rights and stuff. You know, I, it's, I don't know. Man. Yeah. It's, it's a weird yeah. It's just, around. it's just, a, yeah, it's, it's just, I guess that's one of those things where I just, I don't understand them and they don't understand me. Cause I'm like, I, I just, I guess if you want to stereotype Gen X. I mean, one thing we're good at is the fucking grind, you know, like I can do, I can do time, you know, I feel like the grind is kind of lost, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's something that will ever come back. And I, I think there's this big, you know, anti-work push and shit. And I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the corporations, man. Like, don't get me wrong. They're, okay, they're evil corporations. All right. But they, they, they provide income to a lot of people. Like, if you don't, if you don't. Yeah, work, like, that's how this whole thing works. Yeah. Like, if <laughs> you, know? you it, is, is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. And, you know, we can try and make changes and stuff. But if the society gets to the point, and I, I got to raise my hand, you know, I, I make a podcast in my basement, right? I don't have a whole lot of room to talk. But, um, sir, you are providing a valuable service oh, to bullshit. the society. Okay. So don't um, sell yourself short. But uh, thanks for my service. But I. <laughs> If you if we're getting to this weird point where like nobody fucking goes to work anymore, at some point we're gonna all be kind of standing around like, "Hey man, why is there no food in the grocery stores? Yeah, why why aren't fucking you know people people aren't becoming truck drivers to fucking deliver shit across the country? Um, for all of this to work, we need all the moving parts, and yep. you can't sit at home and collect a paycheck because there's a rich guy somewhere else. Well, guess what? There ain't gonna be no more fucking rich guys, because there's not, you know, the in the economy is not gonna fucking work. So I, no, you're right. Nobody wants to fucking grind, and I get it. You know, family time's important. It's important to be a, you know, spend yeah. Time but it, I I look at it like when you're in your twenties, that's the one you need to freaking bust your ass, eat ramen, fucking live cheap, and work your ass off and build something so that later, yeah, you don't have to. You can just be with your family, do what you want to do, you know, in fact, don't even fucking be a cop anymore. Ideally, that's what I tell, you know, new guys, um, if they want to hear it, I, you know, because I've got my whole plan laid out for how I would do it if I could go back in time. And um, I won't bore you with the whole thing. But 
I, I really do think that when you're in your 20s, that's when you do need to bust your ass, work harder than you want to, right? And for not much money, live cheaply, eat cheaply, freaking don't blow it. Don't buy, don't, don't go buy the Mercedes right now. Don't freaking take a cruise every three months and bust your ass, save your money, invest, develop something other than being a cop, like a, a side business, a, a skill, something that if God forbid you get in a, in a shooting or a car accident or you get fired, you have something else you can do. And get that all in place by the time you're 30. That way you can start to, you can pull back then. You can relax, you can coast a little bit. And by the time you're 40, you can either cash out, fucking do something else. Or if you want to ride it out to retirement because you're a, a true believer, cool. But at least you got, you're set, you know? And you don't have to be the guy who's, you know, working every off duty job you can find and pulling off, you know, pulling overtime and working 85 hours a week. You know, that shit is for when you're in your 20s. Okay, but the thing boomers. is, these guys in their 20s, yeah, but they don't want to do it. The ones in their 20s don't want to do that. It's crazy. You know, you know I'm like, they haven't thought it through. What are you going to do when you're 40? Like, it's just not going to be handed to you. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm kind of dealing with, you know, if I would do things over again, I, I definitely, I've made a lot of financial mistakes over my life. Oh, I'm I not, have too. I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> you know, I think I'm that's not a genius. Thing too is, Every generation's really bad at listening to advice. Like, well, I'm not going to do that. That like, sounds hard. That sounds hard. Like, I, I'm not going to do that. Like, fuck it. I'm going to do it my own way. And we never listen to like, we, we don't learn from history, I guess. Right. Yeah. Even our own. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like I've done some things better than some of my family, which is cool. But I mean, like, still, I'm, you know, we'll get personal here. I'm in my late thirties. I turfed my fucking retirement to do this. Not that there was a ton in it anyway. So I'm kind of starting over, so I have to, and fuck, dude, every goddamn thing I've invested this year is fucking poof gone. Yeah, um, well, it's been a shitty year for it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it'll- well, don't invest you know. in meme stocks, kids. There's my lesson. <laughs> I got so much AMC, I don't even know what to do with it, and it's pretty much worthless at this yeah, point. Yeah, I got I got bit by Doge. I got, I got, I lost a couple grand on that. That was, that was stupid. Well, I did good on that, and I sold it pretty high, and then I fucked everything else up. So, um, yeah, all that's gone. It's all gone. All gone. But, you know, like I'm cognizant of the fact that, um, you know, there's there's a dollar amount in my head that needs to be in my retirement account for me to actually be done with everything. And life's fucking short, man. I mean, like, yeah, I'm in my 30s still. Life's not over by any means. Well, it's pretty close to being over. But I got a long ways to fucking go. And you need to be cognizant of it. Like money gets bigger over time, right? So, like, if you're young, start fucking investing, but don't buy meme stocks, okay? No, no. Talk to you like a real investor. That, that's my advice. Yep. Here's something I wanted to hit, and get, I'm kind of curious with, um, since you're officially the spokesman for Gen Z. <laughs> oh, um, okay. You should get some kind of title or paid for that. I mean, at least a hat, something. Yeah, something. Um, <laughs> fuck, I might make you a hat, the official spokesman for Gen Z. <laughs> I, still, I still got the coffee mug you got me, so that's, I'm happy with that. What's your thoughts and opinions on kudos? Is that something, you know, people should kind of just put their head down and do the work or should we kind of be slapping each other's ass every once in a while saying good job? What do you think? I think, that? I think legitimate kudos is a great thing. I think, I think you should absolutely um, let people know when they're doing something good and it doesn't even have to be like, Hey, you saved a baby, you know, from a burning car wreck, you know, it can just be like something little, Hey man, I, I really appreciate how you, handled that call that guy was freaking pissed off and you and you just took it like a champ and you know you know got up to thank you at the end of it you know that's great 
um no i'm a i'm a big fan of letting people know that you like just that you recognize them and see them and that they're doing good work um i think it's also bullshit when guys bitch and complain because no one thanked them or no one recognized them or no one gave them kudos i think if you're doing it for kudos you're a douche um but i think if you're not recognizing and not just for supervisors just like if you if you see your buddy do something cool like you don't have to be freaking lame about it you can just be like hey dude that was you know whatever i like that uh, you know say it say it how you gen z people say it. i don't know <laughs> no, I don't know. No, what do you, I, what do you, I, what do you guys do? Do you freaking grab each other's nutsacks and say, Hey, you know, great job. I don't know what, I'm not sure how it works with the young kids, but well, it goes a little beyond just grabbing, but that's yeah. don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I think uh, I'm going to, I don't want to say I disagree with part of what you said. Like you're right. If you you're into it because like you're fucking, you want kudos for everything. Like if you need validation for if everything you, need you validation do. Validation for everything. Yeah. You're you're going to be fucking sorely disappointed because it's yeah, not, that's the thing. A, there's happen. something wrong with you, and B, you're going to be fucking miserable because no one is going to thank you. You're you yeah. know, you're lucky if you're going to get thanked for ten percent of the shit you do. I think though, I I could think sometimes like if you legitimately do something fucking awesome, I think people could you know then you see like you know somebody's getting a word for buying a kid a bike which. Okay, that's great, but like you're like, dude, I just fucking arrested this murder suspect and like got a bunch of guns, you know? Yeah, I I could see legitimately why people are like, what, what the fuck is this, you know? And it's kind of demoralizing. Like that's what's valuable. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's definitely demoralizing you know? when you do something good and you don't get recognized for it. I hundred percent agree. I just think it's a douche move to like ask for it or to like bitch and be like, man, what the fuck? Why didn't you know? Why didn't I get this or why didn't I get that? You know? Yeah, and like I just and that's just me. Part part of this conversation is um I guess for me, so I understand things better because I was I, I didn't have the best moment the other day. I did some millennial shit and posted some emotional <laughs> stuff on Facebook. <laughs> um so this is October fourth. I think the post was a couple days ago, but I made a point, you know, like so I, I'm um which reminds me, man, we need we need I need to pick out somebody for the officer of the podcast. We'll do that in a second. But I when I first started doing this podcast, I did officer the podcast and I gave away some, you know, t-shirts and mugs and stuff. And then it kind of went away because I got kind of frustrated that, you know, people would nominate folks, but then there would be no follow-up and I couldn't get people stuff. And it, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like the answer, check your email. So then I, I kind of cooled off a little bit. And so this round I was, you know, I worked with ghost patch and I was like, let's just get some patches. You know, if somebody wants to write something in I'll, if like somebody's not being recognized or they do something cool read it on the podcast anonymously, by the way, people were worried about that. I don't, I'm not going to dox anybody. It'd be all anonymous and I'll send them a patch over. Cool. Right. Just trying to do something nice. Right. And so I, I throw this post up and like no one fucking responds to it. And I had mentioned on the podcast before no one responds. And so I, I got pissed and I've been drinking a little bit, <clears throat> which is always a good idea before you get on Facebook. And I, mean, um, yeah. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like nobody fucking nominated their buddy. Um, did I give it enough time? No, I didn't let it cook long enough. I'll admit that. But um, nobody fucking nominated their buddy. I'll fucking do it myself kind of thing. And, you know, then all of a sudden I got like 100 emails, which was awesome. Thank you guys for nominating your, your buddies. But I got a lot of pushback on that. Like, you're making it about you. I just want to give people a fucking patch. And so I just <laughs> – I'm trying to understand, like, am I fucking, like, am I way off base with that? Because I know for me – like, yeah, you're right. Like, if you're going to, if you're looking for validation from your chief or your lieutenant or your sergeant, 
probably not always going to get that. Um, I had some good bosses that they're like, hey, that was a good report. That was a good investigation. Those little words made a huge difference. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be a certificate in front of the chief. It can just be literally you patting someone on the shoulder and say, hey, man, good job. Yeah, it's cool. Like, did I need it? No, but it, it felt good, right? Like, and people are like, I don't need that shit. Okay, cool, dude. But you're going to tell me that it wouldn't, like, you wouldn't be like, oh, cool. Sarge thought I, did, I made a you know good arrest. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I get, again, we don't need validation, but it's, I found it's it nice. interesting. I, like, I can still remember times 20 years ago when I was a rookie and, and the sergeant, you know, told, told me I did a good job on something. I, like, still literally remember everything about it. Yeah, I mean, it was and it was little, but it was it. You know, I enjoyed it. Who the hell wouldn't? Exactly, and I guess the point that maybe pissed some people off, but I, I still think I'm right, is I would post some. You know, if I posted something for like a free giveaway that was for you, or you know, I've done giveaways on this podcast, I get a, my inbox is full. But if I asked you to do something for somebody else, for one of your buddies, you fucking nothing. My you know, I, I'll, my perspective on that, and and I could be way off. I'm no, just, me, just, man. just hit for me, me. me, just for me. Like, I don't know if, if I would do that just because I think most of my friends, you know, would probably be like, oh, dude, I don't, don't do, don't nominate me on that. I don't want to be out there on Facebook like that. You know, I don't want to, no. Like, so that's why I probably wouldn't have done it. See, not, like, not, that, as I, a, I, not because I, I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to help somebody. It's more like, like, I, I don't think anyone I know would want to be part of it. <laughs> You know, fair enough. I mean, and I, it's not a knock on you or the page. I think it's just like you know how cops are. We don't want to be freaking put out there. You know, see, even I, if it's I something like this. I think that, and I, I actually had a conversation. I'm not. I don't want to dox you, Ben, but I'm going to dox you because we talked about this on the phone. Um, is we kind of had a conversation with it, and he he basically said the same thing. He's like, dude, like I get what you're trying to do, but some people look at that as like, no, it's like kind of like awkward and maybe even embarrassing. Like I don't yeah. want to be fucking put out there. I get that, but let me counter with, is it because we're so like ingrained to this, like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, are we so ingrained to this kind of like this shitty culture of like not patting each other on the back or not saying, Hey, good job or whatever. And just put your fucking head down and work and ignore everything. Do you think that's part know. of it? Or am I, um, I don't know. I would say you're off base. I mean, I think it's probably different for everyone. For me, it would be more just about the, um, I don't know, like just the privacy aspect. Like I don't, I'll, I'll post where I choose to post and, and look at the pages I want to look at, but I don't know if I want someone else tagging me or mentioning me or submitting me for something on another page, just, or even, that, you know what I mean? Even if it's a page I go to, well, like and, and I want to do it. <laughs> and just, just to be like completely transparent. And this is probably something I fucked up that might probably got some people worried now that we're having this conversation. It makes some sense. I don't read people's names um, for the most part. I mean, like if it's like a public thing and they, you know, like the first one I did was the, uh, the yeah. do you see the video in Tacoma where the fucking guy took his rifle and knocked that dude out from like 180. Yeah. He's my new hero. Literally yeah, like, rolls up sipping on Starbucks. Um, fucking, that was the coolest fucking video. That ever. dude. Yeah. I mean, just fucking badass, man. Badass. Yeah, his, his fucking name's out there. So I'm like this dude won. I, you know, I, I mailed a patch to his department. Hopefully they don't like think it's, you know, a bomb or something. Um, <laughs> Like shit. Yeah, like no, that, that guy's like, that guy's awesome. But for the most part, like if you send in a nomination for your buddy, I'm not gonna read their name. I'm not gonna read what department they work for, but they're gonna know, like, hey, people see what I'm doing, kind of thing, is, is kind of my point. And I think, at least in my opinion, I think it kind of boosts morale that 
for everybody like that the little shit's being noticed you know yeah that you know that there's there's good fucking supervisors out there that there's still good beat cops out there because all of us fucking work with some slugs there's no doubt about that yeah you know, i this is gonna sound shitty. But I'm on first shift, so you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know what? Um, I even saw it on second shift, man. I, I remember looking at a roster one time with my buddy, and you know, this is even before like 2020. We're looking at the roster, and we're like, all right, everybody on this roster, who's a shit bag and who's not? 15 cops on the shift that night, right? And like four or five of them were like. All right, yeah, I definitely want to go on a call with this dude. Everybody else was like, I mean, if I had to, I'd go on a call with him, you know. Um, yeah. And that part of that too is just me being an asshole. Part of it, yeah. you know, cops no, are I'm, like that, right? We're all fucking yeah. judgmental assholes. <laughs> and I and I say we got slugs, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll go to war with any of my guys. It's just you know, some work harder than others. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a scientific fact. Well, fuck, man, we've talked about generational warfare for a little bit. Let's fucking talk about you. Um, so you've been here for 20, 21 years, man. Uh, what kind of assignments have you held? Um, I've always been in patrol. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm in a larger metropolitan area. Um, so we're, uh, we've got lots of different divisions within the city. And uh, I've always been kind of lucky to be in a working division. Uh, we've always had plenty to do. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that for 21 years. Uh, I got promoted. Um, oh, shit. I guess about eight years ago now. So I've been a sergeant in patrol for that long. But uh, yeah, always been in patrol. Good for you, man. There's not many, many out there. A lot of people go, you know. You know, I probably, I, if I didn't have kids, I probably would have gone for a specialized assignment, and, you know, but then there's callback and there's, you know, this and that and the other. And I've always, I, I've always enjoyed my job, but I've also always enjoyed my family time and uh, not being at work. So um, I've kind of, base my career choices around that. So as a patrol sergeant, what job, I mean, let's be honest, what job do you like better? Do you like being a sergeant? Or you kind of miss being a, a grunt? Uh, a little of both. I mean, a little of both. I definitely miss, you know, you, you, you give up something when you get promoted, you're no longer one of the guys. Um, you know, I've always tried to be the kind of supervisor who doesn't um, make it like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. I'm just, I kind of feel like it's more like big brother rather than daddy and his kids, you know, um, it's, I, I just try and look out for them and, and be there for them. And, and, uh, you know, obviously if, you know, if they fuck up, I'll spank them, but I, I always try to be fair about it and I always trying to handle as much as I can between me and them without kicking it up the chain. Um, Dude, but you, you deserve a fucking patch for that shit because most guys are fucking. Oh, we gotta fucking put paper on this. We gotta. Fucking no, fuck no, this man, guy. you're I mean, missing. You're missing the point. If you think putting paper is uh, is supervising, then that's you're missing the point entirely. But um, no, I mean, I, I definitely miss that that aspect. Of, you know, just of being among, being one of the guys uh, in patrol. But it, as a sergeant in patrol, you still, I can still go out on calls. I and I do sometimes. I still go to the. I mean, obviously, all the big stuff I have to go to. But, um, you know, I just try not to be, I remember having, I've had supervisors who would go out there and be making traffic stops and getting drunks. And then they call you and say, Hey, take this guy to jail. You know, it's like, I'm not going to do that. So I'm not, I'm not that kind of, uh, sergeant out there making traffic stops and locking people up and then dumping it in somebody else's lap to clean up. God, I hate but, it. But, uh, I do, you know, I do try and get out in the field as much as I can. And, um, so, I mean, there, there's definitely that aspect of it. That's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at. If you would do it all over again, do you think you'd be a cop? 
going back to then, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything if I had to go over. Well, I mean, that's a lie. I would change a lot, but I, I would, I would still do it then. Um, if I had to start over now, no, no, the, the, the way things are going, it's, uh, and I know, like we said earlier, every, 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 uh, old head says that, uh, oh, the job's not the same now as it used to be. Um, and even though everyone has says that it's still fucking true. Like, it, the job is always changing. It's always changing. It's, it's a million times different now than it was 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, it was a million times different than it was 40 years ago, you know? And uh, it's going in a certain direction to where, uh, yeah, if I had to start over right now, no. I mean, if I had the bug and I just had to do it because, man, I got to fucking search and protect and, you know, okay, cool. Do it for a few years, get it out of your system and then do something else because this shit's not going to, it's not, it's not worth it, you know? You're, you're not going to be backed up. Even if there's body camera footage and you're a thousand percent right, they're still going to fucking protest you. They're still going to try and sue you. They're still going to try and fucking put a lien on your house, you know, like the Moorish Nation does. Um, you've heard of those guys, right? They're freaking maniacs. No, no. Oh, yeah. What, what are they yeah. called? I mean, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but they're, it's like like the Moorish Nation. Oh, I yeah, yeah, those dudes are basically sovereign citizens. So I've never yeah, heard exactly. Of them. And like one of the things, I've, one I've of their tricks one of them before, is, yeah. I've never heard of yeah. them on houses. Yeah, that was one of their tricks they started doing. I mean, uh, thank God they haven't done it to me. I don't know if they still do that now, but I know that was big like 10, 10 years ago or so. They were, they, because anyone can put a lien for anything. People don't know that. And you won't even, you may not even know it because they don't have to notify you. So you might go to sell your house and then the closing attorneys can be like, yeah, there's a lien for, you know, 100 grand. Then he's be satisfied before you can sell, <laughs> you know. What like, the fuck? Yeah. How am I yeah. just hearing about this now? Yeah, and I don't know if this is like legal in every state, but here it's something that yeah, it's, it was like some loop, loophole they found, and that's how they would retaliate. Man, but um, yeah, uh, well, but do you have to have anyway. a reason like they would put the uh, the lien on the house because of like some wrongdoing? Or something yeah, like and I don't know the details of exactly how the scam went, and I don't you know, I mean, probably shouldn't put it out there any even if I did, but but it's uh, yeah, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know that they were uh, briefing us on that. Uh, about them to be on the lookout for that kind of shit. That's another I forget what my point was for officer privacy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. With your fucking information off the internet. Um, but uh, man, yeah, it's just not, not the same. I'm going to be the biggest landowner in Iowa with that. Information. <laughs> I'm own the whole damn state. Yeah. I got to lean on your house, motherfucker. Um, well, shit, I lost my train. Yeah, I forget where that. I was that, going like, with that. Oh, yeah, just why I wouldn't do it again. Because it's not worth it, you know? It's, if, if you actually enjoy being a cop and like doing proactive work, it's the, the risk versus reward is just completely skewed in the wrong direction, you know? I guess let me ask this. To you, what's the biggest change been in your career? Like the biggest change in the job since I've yeah, been a cop? Yeah, or yeah, just that, you, that you've noticed. That's a good question. Probably, I mean, probably just that, the general... Um, you know, I think everyone thought when we got body cameras, it was going to be like, it was going to change the perception because now everyone, the public's going to see what we're doing, that we're doing the right thing. And that, you know, we're not freaking crooks and we're not planting guns on people and we're not just murdering people in the back, you know? Um, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's helped, uh, protect against like frivolous complaints, but it's like, it seems like, you know, if God forbid you get into a shooting and you kill someone, you know, unless it's like a million times black and white, like they were actively trying to kill you and you did everything you could 
to avoid it. And you still, you fired one bullet and you, you know, were aiming for his ankle and, you know, it doesn't matter. Like they're still going to fucking make a huge issue of it. And they're going to make your life a living hell for months. And, and that's, if it was a hundred percent good, if there's anything, even a little bit hinky about it, forget it. They're going to throw you under the bus. The city or the department or whatever agency you work for is not going to back you up. They're going to try and get out in front of the lawsuit and that's it. And, um, I think that's the biggest, I don't know if I say change, but the biggest um, kind of issue, I think, that's come up. You know, the biggest difference between now and 20 years ago, you know, is that, I think, is that just the, it used to be that, you know, your word meant something, your statement meant something. And uh, unless there was, you know, this is, I know this is a crazy concept, but it was almost as if we were innocent until proven guilty. And what? No. Yeah, I know. That's, I, I'm, I don't know if I need to break that down for anyone because it's a weird concept, but uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> believe it or not youngsters. That's how it used to be. Um, and now it's just got the complete opposite. You are guilty until proven innocent. And even then eh, you might still be guilty. You know, I, I definitely noticed a change. Um, you know, I wasn't a cop forever, but you know, I had some time on. So eight years, the first couple years to the last couple years, there was a very noticeable difference on how, the lawyers treated you in court, not even necessarily just the defense, even the prosecution, even the DAs, you could almost feel it with the DAs that it's just, it was just kind of this wild thing where, you know, a few things happened and honestly, a few of them perfectly justified. And then every cop in the fun fucking country is kind of painted with this broad brush and you could just, you could feel it in the courtroom, you know, where you felt like it's always been the job of the defense attorney to kind of attack your credibility and attack all that shit. I, I totally get that. That hasn't changed, but it was like a different level. I don't know if you've felt the same thing too, where it felt like you were on trial, not the the criminal. Um, you know, it's been a while since I had to testify because, you know, once I got promoted, like I said earlier, I stopped <laughs> um, getting into, you know, making my own cases. I would just, you know, go go out and, and back other guys up and, and, and uh, do stuff like that. So it's, I, I really can't speak to that because it's, it's been, you know, like I said, probably seven or eight years since I had to testify. Um, well, except no, I mean, like one thing, but like, yeah, it's, so I don't know if I can really speak well, to that much. All the kids out there, you, you guys can let me know what you think, if you agree with that or not. I just, that was kind of my perception towards the end. I was like, well, hold on I mean, a second, I man. I didn't fucking rob the bank. I didn't rob the bank, you know? Yeah. Well, where we are, it's, uh, it's, you're lucky if you even go to trial because they dismiss freaking 90% of the cases we bring to them just because they're, they don't have the courtrooms or the DAs or the budget to try everything. So most, most, most charges get kicked or pled. True justice. True yeah. justice. Yeah. It's a uh, catch, catch and release. You know, it's, it's a weird thing because I, I think you could legitimately, you know, you hear kind of the calls like, you know, we have the most, percentage of people the most the most percentage of our population in jail of you know first world countries or something um so i think you could be like legitimately hear that and be like wow that's that's concerning what's the issue but then you know we know as cops there should be so many more people in jail you know um yeah. i don't you know and this is this is a big topic to to tackle and i don't know if we could appropriately do it but hmm how do i want to articulate this <laughs> 
<laughs> what is it's a big it's a big topic <laughs> it is a huge topic right where like yeah like where there's some like crazy shit we were putting people in for to jail for before okay i get that but there has to be some form of justice right like if we're gonna say laws matter and you know the rules of the land matter we can't just turf cases because eh, whatever it's not a big deal i i get the prosecutors yeah and, and they've got a triage you know here there's just yeah. the, the volume is just so high like we're bringing so many cases that they just they're they don't have the capacity so i'm not even like i mean yeah it's frustrating on an individual case level when you have one that you really like that you think is like a home run case and 100 and the lock and the guy was a dick and he spat on you so you want him charged you know and then he still kick it and yeah that's definitely frustrating but beyond that i don't even knock the individual da's because they're i mean they're they're freaking floating up to their eyeballs in this shit it's just uh i don't even know who to blame if it's a state that doesn't want to give them enough budget to have enough DAs or I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, it's an imperfect system. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to say, Oh yeah, our system's perfect. I don't think it's like the worst ever, but yeah. you know, I, I do appreciate that so many rights are granted to, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Right. I think that is a very important. Yeah. Thing. But th there has to be consequences. Otherwise people keep doing shit. And I think that's, it, it's like a spiral because, because we're not charging it or we're not um, convicting everyone or even trying everyone there's no consequences. So they're going to keep offending and then we're going to keep arresting. So then we're bringing even more cases to court and then they have to throw out even more cases because they're still overwhelmed. And then that just emboldens people to continue committing crimes because there's still no punishment. There's still no consequences. And it's just a, a cycle. It's just going to, it's not going to get better. I mean, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. It's going to well, get worse. I guess to attack this issue a little bit, I mean, it's a, it's a big issue. We're going to only take a little bite out of it. Yeah. But... Yeah. I think there is kind of this like, well, the police are the problem in it because, you know, we're we're arresting people for committing crimes, which is mind boggling that 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 is an issue. Like you are the lawmakers and you fucking put the crimes on the book. You don't like to fucking take it out. That's your fucking job. OK, yeah. everything, everything, you know, shit rolls downhill. Right. So the fucking line level cop, the lowest level of the criminal justice system on the street. Right. Line level cop. Unless I'm thinking of this poorly, but it is poorly made. You're going to blame them for all of these big, what you're going to call systemic issues. All right. So you have people committing crimes in neighborhoods. What what would you like the police to do? Well, don't arrest people. Don't do, okay. Then what is the solution? Well, we have all these problems in the communities and, you know, we're putting all these people in jail instead of addressing the problems. Okay. What do you want the cops to do then? You train cops to answer calls for service and to arrest people for crimes, okay? What, stop, like, everybody wants to point at, like, what the problem is, and no one wants to fucking make a solution. What yeah. is the solution, okay? We all know what the problem is. You've Let's just say that you're right about everything, which you're not. But, okay, what is the solution? Yeah, that's a big one. That's and it is a big fucking problem, and maybe there's a lot of different solutions. But the we're never actively working for a solution. We're really good at pointing out a problem, and I think that's reflective of every bit of society. Um, what is the solution? Fix it. Yeah, and it's it's also human nature too. I mean, that's like everyone's when they're you know if you stub your toe, the first thing you do is freaking bitch and moan about why the hell was the bed there? Well. <laughs> you know the bed was always there that's that's the 
end result, the, the, the solution is fucking watch where you're walking. Right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, God forbid, not to go on my rant, like you offer a solution of like, well, what about personal responsibility? What? Oh, my God. Personal responsibility. You're racist. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's you got me angry, man. I need to be fucking drinking now. Yeah, yeah, I need to. It's almost it's it's almost five o'clock. So it's five o'clock somewhere. You know there that's you right. Um, well, real quick before we get into more things, um, I want to give due to the uh, office of the podcast. Uh, I got it pulled up right here. He's also a sergeant, and um, so he got written in. Um, he wanted to nominate one of his sergeants, the guy. This so this guy retired from a neighboring agency two years ago. In that time, he's volunteered his time and delayed his retirement essentially to work for free um, as a limited duration employee during due to the low staffing levels. So wow. this dude is just fucking coming in out of the kindness of his heart. In that time, uh, he's been promoted to sergeant, which that seems weird, but <laughs> I don't know. There, I'm sure there's more to the story. He's one of the few sergeants that have actually give a shit about morale. He frequently um, has us do challenges on shift, offering gift cards. By doing these uh, competitions to be proactive, it makes the job so much more enjoyable. Um, oftentimes, these challenges will get us in the fun shit, and he's always had our back with admin. Um, if there's any deserving cop this week, it's him. He's one of the few good ones left. He's selfless with his time and money um, for this department and the profession. And then this guy called me handsome, which definitely helped too. So that's uh, let me give a, a big round of applause. You know, here I'm gonna let you make a big determination. Do I give people a round of applause or air horn for being the officer of the podcast? Ooh, you got like one of those, uh, like the one of those. Yes, All that's right. that's it right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our uh, officer of the podcast. I will. Um, yeah, sounds, sounds like a good dude. Sounds like a fucking great dude. I'll be sending him out a patch in the mail, and he can enjoy it. And uh, I've got a bunch of nominations now, but if you guys have anybody you want to nominate, um, feel free to send it in. And uh, send it in. Maybe somebody's going to win a patch. So do something cool for somebody. Give them a pat on the back, all right? No matter what Dave says, it's okay to get kudos, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get into some of my dumb stuff. Is there anything you wanted to hit before we moved on? Yeah, man, it's your show. I'm just here for the ride. You're just here for the ride. That's what she said. Um, nice. <laughs> I wish. All right, a very common question when it comes to North Carolina, Bojangles. Mm -hmm. Is it as good as everybody says? Um, I mean, the fries, if you get the fries fresh and if they're properly seasoned, they're the best fries you can get. If they're not fresh or properly seasoned, they're dog shit. Uh, the chicken's just okay. Biscuits are, mm, Better than average, when fresh. Personally, if I'm going for chicken, I'm going for Popeyes. Popeyes but I will also say I'm not a native North Carolinian. Oh. I've went, yeah, I grew up in Massachusetts, so um, I may not be the expert on fried chicken. Are you an expert on Yingling though? Um, yeah, I went, I went through a Yingling phase. Um, I've I've evolved past that, so no offense. Oh, you, you but yeah, IPAs, don't you? I mean, from time to time, yes disappointing <laughs> I don't know, i'm on an old-fashioned kick lately uh we were just hanging out with some friends and he had one of those freaking smokers you see on facebook and you ever seen those like, i don't know what your facebook ads are but the facebook ads i get are for fucking uh whiskey smokers like these wooden things you put on top it looks like a fucking weed pipe 
but it's for whiskey. You know what I'm talking about? I've never heard of such a thing. Dude, Google um, like a whiskey smoker or like an old-fashioned smoker. Old-fashioned smoker. Yeah, it's like a whole process now. Like you make the drink and then you put this fucking wooden thing on top of the glass. And then there's literally a bowl where, you know, the stoners would put your weed, man. But instead you put like fucking cherry flavored wood chips or whatever the fuck. And then you hit it with a blowtorch. What the and then the smoke goes into the glass. It's fucking, I mean, it's, it's actually pretty cool. I got to be honest, um, man. I, that is some millennial fucking shit right there. I know. I guess I feel young doing it. <laughs> I was at, although to be fair, the, the friends we were hanging out with are, uh, I, don't know if, I don't think they're millennials, but they're definitely a good 10 years younger than me. So, but uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, dude, I love that shit. I'm going to start doing that. So I was going to, the one thing I was going to bring up is I feel like each generation had like something good and bad they brought. Um, I would say, you know, like millennials, you know, we ate, but well, I don't, I think the Gen C was the, the Tide Pods. I don't think we were responsible for that. No, no, um, that's not you. Thank God. But I wouldn't be talking to you if it was you. Say what? Huh? <laughs> I wouldn't be on this podcast if, if that was your generation. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was really how Gen Z got started. Maybe that's why they're all fucked up as they, um, the Tide Pods, yeah. but I feel like every generation brought something, right? Um, you know, like the Boomers, they brought the suburbs, and you guys brought Nirvana, and we brought awareness and mental health. Gen Z, mm, you're fucking yeah. embarrassing. Figure it out. What are you going to bring yeah. to us, okay? It's your turn to leave your mark on the world, okay? I guess TikTok? Did they bring us TikTok? I don't even uh, know. Oh, come well, on. the Chinese did, but but Gen Z made it popular. That's I I don't know I can't do TikTok man I dude it's so fucking addicting like I literally I, I mean I probably need to take it off my phone because like you go in there I'm like you know eh, I'm taking a shit I'll just look at it one or two and then meanwhile my fucking legs have fallen asleep and I've been scrolling for half an hour okay but I I don't have any room to talk because I will fucking and I this is just gonna be a public apology to my friends I will get on Instagram and I'll look at reels reels are fucking TikTok it's the same fucking thing I will. Look at reels, and I will send so many fucking reels per day to certain friends. It's <laughs> ridiculous, and I apologize. Um, but I, I'm guilty, right? Like I'm like fuck TikTok, but I'll do the same exact. <laughs> but reels are awesome. Yeah, no. same thing on Instagram. Yeah. As long as you recognize your hypocrisy. That's uh, that's what we're here for is to recognize my hip- hypocrisy, which I can hip hop hip hop anonymous. I can barely say it. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Man, that's that is kind of I don't know. That that is a fancy thing the old-fashioned smoker thing. I can't believe yeah, I Yeah, just heard just it YouTube it, man. Just like the visual presentation of it is fucking mesmerizing. You know, I so you get those ads. I get like boner pill ads and I'm like, "Fuck, dude, it still works." Like, fuck, man. Like <laughs> one time, okay? Fuck. It, man. Anyway, something something must be wrong with the algorithm. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's not me. It's the algorithm. Um what is what's your opinion on the job in North Carolina? Is it dead there, or can you still be a cop? Um, you can still be a cop as long as you're willing to accept the reality of what will happen when shit breaks bad. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't speak for the whole state. I've heard tell of places where they still encourage proactivity um, in state, but um, it's not where I work. Um, <laughs> I mean, we have specialized units who they're supposed to be the, you know, the ass kickers and the go-getters and the, uh, you know, the, the dope and gun hounds. But um, 
you know, even them, if something goes the wrong way, they're still going to be facing the consequences. So um, I guess the short answer is it's not dead. And uh, if you're, you know, it's like anything else, if you're willing to pay the price, you can do what you want. You know, I think there has to be something said to um, learning how to play the game differently too. I think there's always a workaround. I mean, like when I, in Colorado, they had, from what I've heard from friends, and I don't know if this is true, you know, so we had this house bill come in and it really was vaguely written and nobody actually knew what some of the shit meant. And we're like, well, can we touch people? Can we not touch people? What's the deal? You know, like I, I told a story on here where people were so unsure of stuff that we let a fucking DV suspect run from us. And we're like, we'll just get them later. And I'm like, it's fucking mandatory arrest, you fucking idiots. So you had that kind of shit and that kind of confusion. I've heard now, well, to, to take a step back, but my point with that is I kind of made a decision. All right, I have to make, I got to write better reports. Not that I was writing bad ones to begin with, but that's the way the game is now is you're a fucking report writer. You're basically observe and report. You're a fucking security guard. But that, you know, that's how we're, I guess we're going to play the game and some magical well, force is going to make arrests now because we can't. But when they make an arrest this magical force, there's going to be good fucking paper behind it. Um, did North Carolina have any anything like that? Like any bills that came into play or was it just kind of generalized like fucking No. Cops? No, it was more just generalized. And, you know, we can – I don't want to make it out like we can't do our jobs because we do and, and, and guys are out there working and, and, you know, doing proactive stuff every day. Um it's you know it's it's just um it's just kind of comes with the territory that you you have to understand that if something goes wrong, don't expect the department to back you up. Their their department is going to look out for the department. Um, so I always tell everyone you know make sure you have legal protection in place. Make sure you have you belong to the FOP or PBA or whatever whatever is uh, in your area that provides legal protection. And if not, get yourself a prepaid legal plan. Um, you have to understand that that it's up to you to protect yourself not just physically on the streets but legally um and you know just to play devil's advocate with what you're saying i mean since day one in the academy i remember that they were always harping on articulation 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 you have to be able to articulate what you're doing and why um it, even then it was like you have to be able to justify and explain every action you took because you're going to be you know, you're going to be under the microscope, even if it's not a like they're coming after you. Just if it's a good felony case, they're going to be cross-examining. They're going to be looking at every little thing. And and you got to, you know, a good report and, and good articulation will will eliminate a lot of that shit and uh, mitigate the rest. So it's um it's kind of always been like that as far as you have to take good reports. You can't just <laughs> I still remember the old uh, J.D. Buck Savage videos, which were <laughs> fucking great. Fucking um, sellout, you know, by the way. Saw drunk, arrested same. <laughs> you know, like. Well, I guess uh, an analogy. Love that, use. but that's never how it's been here, at least. Uh, an analogy that I I would use for kind of what I'm saying is, it, I'm a nerd when it comes to writing reports. Anyway, I fucking love writing reports. I love you know doing the digging and stuff. Um, but it was like um, it, we had to turn it up to eleven. You know. Yeah. And. I remember just doing like insane follow-up on stuff that was just like over the top ridiculous. And I'm like, dude, this case is absolutely going nowhere. And we know it's going nowhere. And we have 30 calls pending. Like, yeah, that's the thing. That, too, that too kind of shit. For, because, yeah, we're too busy to put that kind of work into 
a lot, especially if it's like a misdemeanor case. Because for us, if it's a you know if it's a felony, it's going to go to a detective anyway. So the patrol guys are just going to do the initial. But if it's like a misdemeanor case where they're you know expected to do the whole investigation, yeah, there's just there's not time to to do a whole you know put in thirty hours into a, one investigation. It's just they can't do it. Let me. Ask, and if they do, everyone's gonna fucking give them shit about it. You know, like fucking clear and take calls. <laughs> yeah, which is it's shitty, but it's a it's a truth in some of these yeah. big cities. It's it's high speed policing, man, and it's it's yeah. out of necessity. Yep. Let me ask you something though, as a Sarge. Um, this was a topic that came up on a a podcast that uh, it was a concert review, but we actually did talk a little bit about policing. But I I made the point. I know. I can't speak for you, but I know a few times as a, a line officer, a young guy, especially, you know, you'd write something and the boss would say, well, you have PC, but I want more. And it's like, I have fucking PC and something clicked with me to, you know, later on in my career, even, and even more so now where, especially on misdemeanor cases, I understand the standard to arrest is probable cause, right? Mm -hmm. But no one on earth is going to investigate this case further for the most part i mean in very rare exceptions on a misdemeanor the patrol officer is responsible for that case and if you do not write your report to probable or to beyond a reasonable doubt it's going to get dumped and have you ever had that and that was and i'm i haven't completed my thought on that i'm still kind of working through that but as a as a sergeant you know when you're going through and re approving these reports arrest reports i don't know how your agency works mm -hmm. but you know, if you see a misdemeanor and you're like, all right, well, they have PC, but this is totally getting turfed. Would you kick it back and say, no, you need to write, get more into this? Um, no, for me, I mean, I don't, I don't like to micromanage. Um, I, you know, if I'm looking at a report, as long as there is PC, um, that's his case, you know, and, and it's kind of like, you know, if it's someone who is brand new and, and, and their, their training officer didn't square him away, I might say something to him, be like, Hey, you know, just FYI, you need to, be a lot more detailed than this because it's going to get it's going to get kicked by the DA. But if it's someone who's been doing a job for a bit and they know they know what they're doing, I'm not their, you know, I'm not their dad. I'm not going to, you know, hold their hand through every little thing. If as long as it meets the the standard of PC and they, you know, they did the right thing, okay, I'll prove it and we'll see what happens in court. <laughs> you know, that's that's the way I look at it. I don't know. I guess, and I don't want to give shitty advice to anybody, and it obviously depends on your, you know, your agency and. You know, I, I say on the beginning of the podcast, like, this is not fucking legal advice or how to do your job or anything like that. But I know in my mind, if I go back, that's kind of something that's going to be back in my head when making a misdemeanor arrest is no one else is following up on this shit. So do the very best right there because there's no detects. There's nobody following up on it. The case is a misdemeanor arrest essentially has to be um, beyond a reasonable doubt if you want to get a conviction right there and then. You know, I'm going to say something that's going to definitely make me sound older than I am, but I really believe that if you're going to do anything, you you should do it to the best of your ability. Like, if not, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are oh, you no, wasting no. my I time? I don't disagree you know? with I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just saying I think it's so ingrained in our minds, PC, 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 and then we hit that like PC, cool. All right, I got this next fucking call, but yeah. we don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I get what you. Yeah, I wasn't like like knocking what you were saying. I'm just saying like, yeah, I I agree. I think if you're gonna try and you know, especially if you know it's gonna be your case, it, I mean, if you're doing it, if you're doing the work, fucking do the work. You know, like maybe you don't do it right then because there is ten calls holding, but then the next day you come in, and maybe you do a little follow up in the first couple hours of the shift. You know, 
I mean, whatever, whatever it is, but uh, I definitely, I, I don't like half-assing things. I don't like, you know, just doing the bare minimum because I think it's, um, you're doing yourself a disservice. And, uh, and I know that sounds super corny and no, something. Dude, I, like- I, as a millennial, even though I'm not your equal, I completely <laughs> agree with that statement. I, that like, that's one of those things that I don't have a whole lot of patience for. And maybe I would be too judgmental on cops when I'd read their reports and I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? You know, yeah, like, like that's that's one of my pet peeves as as a supervisor. I, I guess I, I tend to get exposed to this more um, is like an officer will go to a call and it, it might be a bullshit call, but they'll they'll just do, a, you know, what we call an MI, a miscellaneous incident. It's not an actual case report, right? It's basically just, OK, yeah, this is bullshit. I'll listen to you and then we're going to clear and go and do nothing. But sometimes maybe they, they could have done more if they would have asked like one more question or if they just would have done more than the very bare minimum, but then they didn't. And now that person's calling back and now we have to do more work because now someone else has to go out there and take the report they should have taken. And I have to take a phone call from a person who I shouldn't have had to talk to, you know? And it's just like, because you half-assed the first time around, now you made more work for other people. So that's, that's one of my pet peeves is just, if you're there already, just handle the shit, handle it the right way. And, uh, you know, yeah, it might take a little bit longer, but fuck it. At least you're not buddy fucking everyone else. Yeah. I think for a cop, <laughs> there's nothing worse, or at least for me, is like you think you have something handled and then there's another call for service at the address and you're on something else and somebody else has to go and you're like, fuck, this is embarrassing. Yeah. And, and I get it. Obviously, sometimes you can't help it. You, you, sometimes you may have, you know, there may not have been anything else you could have done at that moment. Maybe, you know, you didn't have any kind of, PC for an arrest or you didn't have enough to even do an offense report. I get it. You know, it's not like that every time, but sometimes, uh, especially if it comes to the, the supervisory level, it's usually, you know, someone probably should have done a little bit more the first time around and it would have saved us work on the back end. You know? Yeah. And we all know that you like work on the back end. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah. I, and it is one of those things too, like, you know, sometimes you don't have PC, but I think we all can all kind of point our hands and be like, habitually people don't, you know, clean up the mess. And, you know, it's, it's always the same people, right? You yeah. Know? You don't want to be the guy who's known for, for doing that. You know, it, it can happen to anyone a couple of times. That's fine. But if you're the guy who everyone knows is not going to fucking handle his, his job or handle his area, that's not the guy you want to be. Let me, um, let me lean on your experience as a boss and kind of get your take on this. What are your thoughts on guys calling you? Do you want people calling you or would you rather them figure it out on their own? Or I don't know. I don't, I don't mind if they call me, but I, I definitely, I don't want to be the first call. I shouldn't be the first call. You know, if it's obviously if you, if you just shot someone, please call me. But if it's like, you just have a question go to the senior officer on your shift, go to your training officer. And then if they don't know, call me or if, you know, and if it's, if it's a time sensitive thing or, you know, you, you're, on scene and, and, and you got to make a decision right then and you're not sure then yeah call me I, i'd rather you call me than than step on your dick and then you do something wrong but um i i, just, I definitely i try and tell all the rookies that when when they come out is you know should be your first call should be to your senior officer or your partner should be to a training officer if they're working and if not then your sergeant i like it um there's also you know and the other thing is and the reason for that is not just because i don't want to be bothered it's because, you know, there are, as you know, there is a lot of gray area in policing. 
But if you call a supervisor, you're going to get a supervisor answer. You know what I mean? That is, that's almost a t-shirt. If you call a supervisor, you're going to get a supervisor answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there may be better ways to handle it that uh, I don't need to know about. You know? You know, and I've had... As long as they're legal, ethical, and moral, I'm fine with it. I've had several... Um, sorry, let me grab a fucking cough drop before I talk. Um, I, I've i had some cough drops on the podcast, and people are like, do you chew? Nah, fucking have cough drops, motherfucker. <laughs> um. Or I hope that's what the noise is, or they're hearing me beat off. I'm not sure. Nice. But that'd be really weird if you beat off with cellophane. <laughs> hey, man, don't judge. <laughs> no um, judgment, none. But I've had several bosses where some were like, "Why didn't you call me?" And some were like, "Don't ever fucking call me." And then I had a few that were like, "Call me if you need me." And I think kind of your answer kind of surmised it perfectly. Is there's a time and place. But for the most part, you know, especially, especially if you have resources, like talk to your buddy, work things out. Like, I think, I assume you agree with me, but if you're going to call your boss, don't call and say, tell me what to do. I would say, decide what you want to do, come up with a solution. And if you just, maybe there's a time where you need affirmation, right? You're like, I just, I need somebody to like, just make sure this is cool. Cause I, I'm kind of on the fence with this call up with the solution like hey boss this is what i got this is the way i'm leaning towards are you smooth with that kind of thing i feel yeah. like that's a lot better than calling and saying i don't know you tell me what to do yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean the job the, i mean the most basic skill to this job is just being able to think right i mean you gotta use some common sense and if you have worked out as much as you can work out in your head and you still don't know, don't know what to do then that's when you reach out to your resources but if it's like yeah if you're calling me saying i have no clue what to do come work me like a puppet well that's i mean there's that's a problem you know i mean and again it's not because i don't want to be bothered it's more like are you serious it's like you don't have any idea like <laughs> should be some ideas you know give me even if you're like hey i don't know if this is the right thing but here's what i think i should do i wasn't sure uh you know this is a weird you know or maybe it's some weird obscure situation that you don't deal with that all the time okay that's cool you know you don't have the directives right there in front of you call me but at least have an idea of what you want to do or what you think should happen but and it might be that they do or they're just embarrassed because they don't you know it's like you don't want to no one wants to be the kid who asks dumb questions but you know i'd rather have you ask me and then get the right answer than do something crazy and then we're all getting in trouble exactly Speaking of uh, doing something crazy and doing something stupid, do you have a moment or a story or two when you were a rookie that you fucking goat fuck something like a rookie mistake? Oh man, I know that was a long time ago for you. <laughs> the dinosaurs um, of the earth. Yeah, geez, let me think back. That was back when we had uh, call boxes and whistles. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and what are those things that you do? Like you turn them and they're like, they make like a rattlesnake sound. What are those things? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like, like a handle and it looks like a cowbell, but you like crank it and spin it and it makes that like, I don't know. Forget it. You can edit that out. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm a blue falcon. I'm keeping that in. No, nah, leave it in. It makes me sound stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, geez. I mean, I'm sure I made a ton of stupid mistakes. Um, well, this was actually before. Uh, this was when I was uh, an MP in the Air Force. They were called. We were called SPs back then. I don't know what they call them now, but um, 
you know, on an Air Force base, it's a lot slower than it is in a city. And uh, you have a lot of downtime when you're patrolling. And um, I remember we had um, we had Chevy S10s that we were driving, you know. <laughs> really? That's awesome. And they were, I mean, I don't even know if they still make them, but they were fucking tiny little, they were like little toy trucks. I mean, they were tiny little trucks. You can't even call it a truck. It's basically like a car with a fucking bed. Um, and we had these, um, you know, there was this part of the, uh, of the base where there were like these bunkers and shit, like, like just bunkers. And, um, and there was railroad tracks that would go to them. So I guess back in the old days, they would, you know, ship stuff in and out on, on, on trains. So, um, you know, as a bored, you know, 20 year old, um, what else would I do but try and drive a pickup truck on the train tracks just to see how far I could keep it on the rails. <laughs> Man, this sounds like a Colorado story, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it didn't, uh, it didn't go very far. Cause um, I, don't, I don't know if you, if anyone knows the dimensions of an S 10, it's, it's not a big truck, but it's definitely the wheelbase is still wider than train tracks. So um, <laughs> it didn't take too long till the uh, wheels slipped off the side, except um, that particular train track was, was uh, the elevation was raised up so it slipped down it slipped down off the rail and then the wheel wasn't touching the ground so just spinning wheels had no traction so i had to call my friends so i was smart enough not to call my sergeant and uh, i had to call my buddies on the radio because that was before cell phones and just having 25 of me there and uh, <laughs> we had to jury rig some sort of jack with like a freaking two by four someone just happened to have and uh and one of the tire jacks to try and freaking use actual leverage to get this thing off of uh off the train tracks and get it back to where I could drive it backwards to safety. <laughs> and um, it was an active train track, right? No, 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 it wasn't. No, not, it wasn't even that cool a story. It's just uh, it was like a dead train track that ended at the bunker. Um oh. yeah, it was just it was dumb. It was dumb. That's funny. I mean, I think that's a thing too that is kind of weird with me with like the really young cops is I fucking knew how I was in my early 20s. I had no right to be a cop in my early 20s. And again, I'm not saying anyone um, that's young, you know, there's definitely people that are more mature for sure, but it is terrifying, you know? Like yeah. the dumb shit I used to do at my other jobs that, you know, like doing cookies in the parking lot and shit um, at work. I mean, doing that shit- Doing cookies? Donuts, sorry, fuck off. Jesus. I've always... Who says that? Hold on, that's, you know what? I had an <laughs> argument with another Gen Z fuck about that. We called them cookies, man. I don't know, doing cookies. And then everybody's like, no, it's donuts. And I, and I was like, why? And they're like, well, because we're cops. We call donuts. Okay. I, dude, we call, them cop, we call them donuts before I was ever... Like, everyone in the world, I'm pretty sure, calls them donuts, except for you. Well... That makes me unique, I guess. You and your weirdo cookie friends. What the hell, man? Where'd you where you where'd you grow up again? Iowa? No, I grew up in Colorado. And uh, oh. you know, I am I do um sympathize or empathize a lot with cookie monsters, so that could be Maybe that's it. Okay. That could be it, yeah. Does no one else really call them cookies? I've dude, I've never heard that in my life. What? I think you need to put a poll up or something. I will. I'll 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 attach a poll to this podcast, um, cookies or donuts. Right. Um I don't, spoiler alert it's gonna be fucking 95 percent donuts Probably, yeah Just, it is I, <laughs> but now they're all the fucking contrarian assholes out there are gonna fucking just vote cookie to prove me wrong yeah they should millennials <laughs> unite cookies 2022 um no, I, mean, I, I mean we did tons of dumb shit but I, we didn't get caught for most of it so i don't want to 
out myself now. No, that's know? cool, man. Sometimes the statute of limitations <laughs> doesn't pass, so you got to be careful. Yeah. All right. I just Googled it. I said, what is it? What is it? What's the slang term for spinning tires in a parking lot? And it says, according to Wikipedia, what is it called when you drive in circles in a parking lot? Donuts. Where did I get cookies from? It's probably all the all the edibles you guys are doing out there in Colorado. Oh my God. Somewhere else, you know what you know where they call it? Somewhere else? Oh, it's donuts everywhere. Yeah. It's I don't know where I got cookies. I just learned a new one. Somewhere they call it whipping shitties. <laughs> I like. I think that that's better. that's gonna be my new one. I'm, fuck donuts. I'm whipping shitties now. Yeah, that that could honestly overtake the generational warfare as the uh, name of the podcast, whipping shitties. <laughs> Dave, what do you think the proudest moment of your career is? Oh man, um, no pressure. Yeah, geez, proudest. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean. Probably this is going to be freaking super lame, but um, after um, me and me and my buddy had a, we were in a OIS just after it was all said and done, knowing, you know, that in that moment it was, you know, split second, no thought, just reacting and, 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 uh, you know, just knowing that, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to train and think about things like that, but then when you're actually in it, it's like, that's your real test, you know? And then, uh, knowing I passed the test was, uh, I was definitely proud. I like that. That's good. I like that. I want to key on something that you said is reacting. That's, you know, that's a, to me is a sign of good training and somebody taking their training seriously. And, you know, they kind of go back to all these fucking cop haters is we go through this training and we react to a threat and people are like, what are you doing? Did you try offering um, fresh baked cookies first or donuts? <laughs> Did you whip a shitty for him? Did you offer to whip shitties with him? <laughs> like, no, they presented a threat and I don't want to die. Yeah. Fuck off, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what do we know? All right, I'm I'm interested what you think of this. Um, I know you have a gaggle of kids. Would you want your kids getting into law enforcement? No, no, I wouldn't. And I, yeah, and I got three boys and, um, you know, they all – have at one point or another said they want to do it and they're they're all young still the oldest is only um 14 but um no i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want them to i mean if they i obviously i'd be proud if they did i mean i'm not going to deny that i just i wouldn't and if they did if they wanted to do it i wouldn't stop them but i would really hope that they uh you know like i said earlier you know develop a, a an alternate plan think of what you're going to do afterwards and and you know just do it for a few years, get it out of your system. And if you still love it and want to make it a career, fine. But uh, if not, you'll already have something to something else to do afterwards. Cause I think there's a lot more to life than, <laughs> than this. I mean, I know that sounds shitty, but I still, I still like it. I still like the job, but it's, I'm here now mostly just for my guys. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta protect them from external forces, you know? But uh, I wouldn't. I, I would hug you. I know I'm a millennial, but I want to hug you for saying that for taking care of your guys. You deserve a hug for that. I mean, and it's it's not like I, mean, I go to work hating my I mean, job. I still like it, like an actual like. An, I know you accuse us of giving handies and stuff instead of like slapping your ass, but like that's. I mean, like that's a fucking um. Yeah, handy's a handy, but. That's a cool fucking thing, man. Like that's an honorable fucking thing is to like. Like that's that's where I find the honor in the job, dudes, you know. You know, like, yes, it is honorable to be a police officer and to, and to, you know, 
protect other people and and you know try and help them but like to me that's kind of old news and it's and it's not what i do anymore as a sergeant that's not what i do so for me the the only the honor i find in my job is that it's it's being that being there for my guys protecting them from what comes above or from above and uh, and also you know holding them accountable i don't want to make it sound like i just you know i'm not the Vic Mackey on the shield, letting them do whatever the fuck they want and, you know, covering it up. But there's also a lot of bullshit that they don't need to be burdened with. You know, so. I feel like sometimes people say some really inspirational shit on my podcast and then I make a joke about a hand job and I like ruin it all. Oh, well. <laughs> hand jobs never ruin anything. I'm right. just going to put that out there. Don't sell yourself short, man. I won't. And uh, I won't stroke you short either. And <laughs> <laughs> you're uh in your opinion, good sir, I'm really interested where this one's going to land. What do you think the best patrol car is of all time? Best all-around patrol car is, I mean, I know it's a, it's a fucking easy answer. It's the Vic. It's the Vic. It's the best. It's not the best at anything. It's not the best in any one category, but it's the best all-around patrol car. It has no weakness. No one gets you know? that. No one gets that. Do you no. guys got any Vicks left or no? Very few. Uh, I think someone just wrecked one of the last few we have. Oh. Um, yeah, and, and they're letting a rookie drive. Fucking moron! It's like oh, it's no. like letting someone. It's like letting a, a, a fucking. It's like letting a, one, of the, one of the little baby princes in England walk around with the crown jewels. You don't let them. That's that's dumb. You don't give a rookie the last fucking crown vic you have. But I digress. You know, um, I think there's a know. point where you do give the rookie the shitty old car. But then when it's yes. like classic, but not cars, when it's a, yeah, not, not when it's a fucking antique, <laughs> not when it's when you still actually like. No, I mean, but I, and I don't even know that particular car. It was probably a fucking beast. But now the um, the Impalas are are fast. I mean, sorry, not Impalas. My bad. The Caprices they're fast, but they're small and they're not good in area other areas. But if you're if you're getting a chase, I mean, for us, that's what we have. We have uh, Explorers, and we have a few of the uh, Caprices, and we have. I Impalas and, and a, a few Vicks left and maybe one or two chargers. Um, but we didn't even get like the, the freaking good chargers. So those were the, the chargers we had were shit um, fast, but just heavy and couldn't, couldn't handle very well. Um, and just awkward to drive because everything worked differently than everything else we had, you know? Yeah. I think with these bigger agencies, I, I, you know, I get, you have like a big fleet, but, I don't know. You got to be careful kind of with the uniformity of things because that makes a big difference. You know, if you're some cars are kind of similar, but like day to day, if every single day you're driving a different car, I feel like that could be a little problematic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do I know, though? Yeah. So one of the things I'm known for, I don't know if I'm proud of me. Yeah, fuck it. I'm proud of me known, known for this. <laughs> I um, I try to prove a point that everybody shits their pants. And that's this is like this is the last question I have for you. Yeah, I was I was ready for this one. I, I knew this, this question right. was coming. Yeah. Tell the world, Dave, have you ever shit your pants? In, in the police capacity, no, no. I've I've always been blessed to work in um in like I said earlier, I've always been in working districts, and because they're busy, they're small. So I've always been within five minutes running emergency traffic of of the team office. So I've I've always been able to get back there in time. I've had a, I've definitely had multiple dumb and dumber moments where once I made it there, it was just it was a, it was a horrific occurrence that happened 
alone in a stall. But um, no, I've had uh, some near misses, but I've always made it back in time. So never happened to you though. In college, I did, yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't conscious for that, so I don't think that can. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I feel like there's been a few college stories of. Um... I feel like one of my favorite ones on here, there's been some good ones, but it was like the guy was like going camping with his wife and like got shit faced and like fucking, I think he pooped in a river overnight or it better still <laughs> shit in his pants. And like the next morning he like rolled over the kisser and she's like, no, you fucking have <laughs> shitty pants. <laughs> oh, classic. Nice. Yep. Yep. Well, Dave, uh, I think we've kind of come to the end of the podcast. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom for all the kids out there? Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I got a ton of wisdom because I've made a lot of mistakes, but um, I'll try and keep it brief here. Um, yeah, have plans in place for your life outside of law enforcement. Have your finances set up. Make sure you invest Invest early. Make, make smart choices. Buy real estate. Um. Don't do the fucking job if you hate it. If you if you're if you're one of these guys who's miserable, fucking bitching and moaning all the time, don't fucking do it, man. Don't do that to yourself and don't do that to the people you're working with. You know, if you hate it, get out. Get out. The job doesn't love you. Don't you know, don't be here if you don't want to be here. Um but the most important thing is take care of your take care of your partners, take care of the people you work with, and uh take care of yourself. And don't shoot your pants. I mean yeah, don't shit your pants. I mean, I'm humanizing shitting your pants, but I mean, if it is, there's no judgment. Own it, but, own it though, and then tell me yeah. about it because it's funny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Dave, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for finding time this morning. We've been working on this for a while. I'm yeah, it was fun. I'm a, and I just want you to know that you, uh, you definitely um, popped my podcast cherry because this was my first time being a guest. So it was your first. Time. How was it? Was it good for you? It was good for me. It was good for me. It was definitely good for me. I haven't heard that in so long, so I'm, I needed that <laughs> that positive uh, reinforcement. Well, you guys know what to fucking do. Uh, you want to keep this shitty podcast going, uh, be a monthly donor. You can click a little link at the end of every single podcast and uh, donate a dollar, donate $10. Don't donate. But it, it helps uh, keep things rolling down here. Of course, take care of the fine sponsors of the podcast because without them, I couldn't do it. All kinds of fucking crazy merch coming out. Uh, we're slowly sneaking on. I know it's still spooky season, but... We're slowly getting to uh, Christmas time, so you know, like, look, the ghost patch stuff is. We're gonna hit a lot of that stuff soon. So, if you want to get that shit for Christmas, maybe get in on that stuff, and then, uh, you know, all the cool merch and stuff I'm doing. So, with that said, uh, remember, it's okay to make fun of each other. It's supposed to be fun, okay? Just because somebody's making fun of you doesn't mean they don't like you. All right, stop taking things so fucking personally, and. Like Dave said, if you don't fucking, you're not having a good time, you fucking hate the job, life's too short, go do something else. I love most of you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>